Hey friend, I want to tell you about an interaction that I recently had. So I was in the bank and it was for quite a while. I was there for doing some business uh, banking kind of stuff. So interacting with uh, this one young fella uh, for quite a while there. And of course, comes up, we're talking about homeschool. I mean, my business stuff is homeschool anyway. So he's like, wow, it, it just sounds like that. It probably takes a lot of time. And I had at that moment, instant flashbacks to the past 11 years and all of the time that it has taken to homeschool. That has become a lot of who I am. And so we think about the fact that when we meet people, they'll say, oh, especially men will say, oh, what do you do? That's how they identify themselves. But if I was to say to somebody, if they said, you know, well, what do you do? And, you know, now I say, well, I'm a homeschool mom. But if I was to say, oh, I'm an accountant, that person would say, oh, okay, they're an accountant and wouldn't just see me as an accountant. They would also see me as a person. They would see me as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a neighbor, whatever it is. But when it comes to homeschool mom, we say, oh, I'm a homeschool mom. And that person will automatically, and we do it to ourselves and we do it to each other. We'll just put ourselves into a box that this is who they are. They are a homeschool mom and there's nothing else to them. And so after that interaction at the bank, I was like, you know what? I really need to do this episode. And today I want to talk to you about how do we as homeschool moms, how do we not lose our identity and to just become that identity of just a homeschool mom? And I say just in quotes, because we know it's all encompassing, but I want to give you three steps to help you remember who you are. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close up that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Welcome to episode 48. Can you believe we're up to 48 episodes? That means we're two away from 50. It's just, it's so exciting. I have absolutely loved getting into podcasting. It's something that I had thought about for at least a year, if not two years. And last, the end of last year, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to podcast. And so it's only been a couple of months and I'm having so much fun doing so. And I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you can take a moment and leave a review, hopefully five stars and a, something nice, but if you can give me some feedback as well in the review, that would be really helpful. It's what, the reviews are really what, especially on Apple, helps to get this podcast out to others. It's basically, if you're familiar with algorithms in social media, it's kind of like the podcasting algorithm is leaving reviews on Apple iTunes. But if you are enjoying also what I am sharing here on the podcast, I want to let you know that Clarify Your Homeschool, it is everything that I'm talking about here, but on steroids. And we get to also really hone in and like zero in on you and your homeschool. So it's really everything that I'm talking about here, but you also get then 
interaction and feedback with me through, we have a private Facebook community group, which is fantastic, amazing women. And there's also, you know, question and answer calls. So basically it is the podcast on steroids with like a picture of spotlight on you as well. And we get to, you and I talk, we can figure out exactly what needs to make, what, what changes, what direction you need to take for your homeschool. What exactly, we can just pinpoint those things. And so all of that is in Clarify Your Homeschool. Now really is the perfect time to join. Why is that? So that you can start your next homeschool year with your two feet solidly planted on the ground, with your head held high, with confidence that you are walking into the next homeschool year with a step-by-step plan. You have, you've got it figured out. And when things go awry, you also have it figured out what direction you're going to take, what shift you're going to take. And you also have the resource of women in this uh, online Facebook community, which is different. It's a different group than the larger group that, uh, that you guys can have access to just by listening to the podcast. But you get to interact with women who are also in Clarify Your Homeschool as well as me. So when those things come up and you're like, Little Johnny is not having it with this math curriculum. You can ask us, you can ask me, and we can give you specific directions. So jump on in, clarifyyourhomeschool.com. This is literally the time. I mean, you can join anytime. It's always open. But this right now, while you are on your summer break, you have an opportunity to go through the course, to really think, and to use this next few months to specifically focus in on your homeschool so that next year when you start, you're like, eh, this is going to, we're fine. This is going to be good and it's going to be awesome. And you're going to have that peace and that confidence. So get on over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Cannot wait to see you over there. For the first 10 years of my homeschool, when I had starting from a preschooler up through then graduating my oldest, and yes, I still have two kiddos, but really for those first 10 years, homeschooling was a full-time job. It took at least, even though the hours of the instruction was maybe not 40 hours a week. It was just an all-encompassing. And I know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. And just in this past year, I'm starting to feel a little bit of a shift, which is it, it's really exciting for me. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in the future so that you all can kind of get an idea as to what's coming in the future. Because right now you're in the trenches. I know you're in the trenches and you're in the trenches deep. You got kids, you're homeschooling, you got a house, you got a dog, you've got uh, property to take care of, you have a marriage, you have a community that you're involved in, you have church, all of those things. And so for 10 years, I mean, full time, homeschool mom was my job and it wasn't even 40 hours a week. It was how many hours are in a week? That's what homeschool, that's what a full time homeschool mom is. And yeah, I dabbled in some things. So this is kind of funny for a few years or two years, maybe I dabbled in, I was, I was an Avon lady. (laughs) I didn't feel like a typical Avon lady. I knew, I didn't know anything about Avon. I think maybe my mom had like a product or two way back in the day. And my sister-in-law got involved in it. And she was telling me how much she was making just some extra cash, even it was just a couple hundred dollars a month. And I was like, ooh, I could use a couple hundred dollars a month. And it felt like a safe thing to do with her. And so I did that. My kids, it's still funny. We don't live in that same town. But when we go back to visit, they'll drive past and they'll say, hey, remember that office building? We used to go in with mom and deliver Avon there. <laughs> and so it was just kind of funny. I mean, this is I not 10 years ago, maybe seven, eight. And I'm sure everything is online now. But 
still like it was just they would come along with me and and I dabbled in that and I dabbled in a couple other things just to have a little bit of extra spending money it just kind of felt fun and gave me um oh something different outside of the education in the homemaking and all of the motherhood stuff and so I've always felt like I kind of also along with that have had some type of creative outlet and for many years I would say up until maybe just a couple of years ago One of my biggest creative outlets was hosting parties and hosting get-togethers. We still have them here, uh, here and there, but not nearly as much. My kids were younger. We would do a birthday party for them. Um, We kind of had a system of doing each kid every other year. And it was always on a budget, so I had to be like extra creative. And so it was like Pinterest on a $50 budget. (laughs) But we would just have people over on on summer evenings. And I don't know, there just was always some some reason. And that was just my creative outlet. And it felt really good to be able to because we all all of us have a creative side of us. And just because it's not a creative side that maybe people might recognize just because you don't create paintings and, and they're not displayed in an art gallery doesn't mean that you are not creative. You are creative. And that was my way of getting that creativity out and expressing that I'm not just this homeschool mom. I'm not just someone who's teaching one plus one equals two or teaching how to read or teaching uh, the history of the country, you know, or scientific facts. I'm more than just that. And that was my creative outlet. And so today I want to talk to you about how we as homeschool moms, how we can keep ourselves from losing our identity in, in just, again, in quotes, just being a homeschool mom. And I want to give you three steps to help re- you remember who you are. The first is that I want you to remember that you are a child of God. No matter where you are in your relationship with God, we are all, as the Bible says, fearfully and wonderfully made. We can gain our identity from what he says about us in the Bible. We don't need to identify ourselves as what the world maybe says that we are or what we're like or our personality. We can gain our identity from what he says in the scripture. And so I want to encourage you, if you are feeling like, I don't think that God likes who I am. I don't think he loves me. I don't think he approves of me. I want to encourage you. And even if you do recognize your identity in him, I want to encourage you to daily get into the word, some type of devotional. And there are some amazing devotionals and things that can kind of help lead and guide you, but don't forsake the Bible for those. Those are great tools to come alongside us. And I want to encourage you to daily. It doesn't have to be uh, five hours long. If you get five minutes, you're in the midst of a lot of young little kids and you get five minutes, even if you incorporate, I don't want to say even if you do, I just remember for many years incorporating, well, every year, but for many years, there were specific resources I used for our Bible during our homeschool hours. And it was amazing how God spoke to me through resources like Adventures in Odyssey. My kids would listen to their episodes and I had a couple of their devotionals. But there was a lot of other other things they used as well. But having that, it, it was like an extra bonus time because I would take time in the word in the, in the morning. Sometimes this can require us to get up a little bit earlier. Maybe our kids are up 
super early and we're like, I can't get up earlier than super early, but maybe you get them breakfast and you just take some time while they are eating breakfast and just spend some time reading the Bible. If you're like, I don't know where to start, start in the book of Psalms, which is a really great way to realize your identity uh, in God and who he has created you to do, to be. Also, a great thing to do to remember who we are as a child of God is to do a Bible study with friends. Get together. Maybe your church offers something. Maybe it's during the day. Maybe it's in the evening. Maybe it's not something that works with your schedule. You can come up with your own study with your friends. There's some great resources online. You can purchase a couple of books and just say, hey, every other week or every week if you want to do that or once a month, let's get together at my house. Maybe we'll take turns bringing a snack and let's just discuss these things. Having a chance to sit down with friends and realize that the areas that they struggle in and to be honest and open with one another really helps us to be humble as well and to realize that we're not the only one that thinks and feels these same ways. And so I want to encourage you also to do some Bible study with friends. Another great way to remember that we are a child of God and to immerse ourselves in, in the scriptures is to listen to podcasts, listen to sermons. You can do that during dinner. I remember for many, many years, we attended a church that I, I love the church, love the people, but didn't always feel like the sermon was, I wasn't, wasn't being fed the depth that I, that I wanted to. And that was okay. It was a great season in life and a great church to be at that, at that time. And there was this newfangled thing called an iPod and there were some apps on it and we got a little speaker and every day while I made dinner, I would listen to a sermon. There, I guess there would have been a podcast app, but I didn't know about it. I would just find apps from specific churches that I had heard about and would listen to the pastors. And I remember listening to one specific pastor who was very, let's say, um, enthusiastic. We'll say that we're very enthusiastic and I loved it. He get me, you know, fired up, pumped up. And one of my boys, I don't even remember which one it was, came in one day, was like, mom, can you turn him off? He's always yelling and he scares me. (laughs) And I kind of had to explain and, you know, that he, what he was saying and why he was so enthusiastic about it. And my kiddo came around, but I hadn't realized that he would kind of disappear off. And now funny thing is that when I turn such things on, my kids are teens. And as they've gotten older, I would purposely turn it extra loud. And James would be like, can you turn that down? So I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, uh, like, um, flies to, uh, I, I don't know, whatever, what are flies are, flies are attracted to everything, right? It's like flies to potato salad out at a picnic in the summertime. And they would, they would come gravitate towards it. But just having, so while you're making dinner, while you're folding laundry, while you're cleaning the house, listen to podcasts, listen to sermons that encourage and remind you of who you really are, your inner core of who you are, who God has created you to be, what he wants for you and the blessings that he has for you. And if sometimes we just get overloaded with information and that's a great time to turn on worship music or even just classical music, just something to like soothe, soothe our minds and our hearts and to encourage uh, us while we're just working around the house. So the second thing I want you to remember, mama, is that you, you are a woman. You're still a person. You have thoughts and you have feelings that are actually independent of your children. I know that a lot of our thoughts and our feelings are 
centered on our kids, whether it has to do with their education or uh, parenting and the raising of them, this season in life, and just all of the things that go along with that. If we stop and remove ourselves, we can realize, huh, I actually have some thoughts about things just for myself that don't have to do with them. And I want you to remember that you are, you're still a woman. You're still a person. Your kids have thoughts and we get to hear their thoughts all day long. And if you have extra talkative children, you know that they don't have any type of inner monologue and you have to process things. And even as they get older, I have one teen that is very much needs to verbally process things. And at the end of the day, we are talking through everything. And as a mom, that can become, we take that on, on ourselves. and we have to, and we can help them process things, walk through things, especially as teens. And we have to let them make, make those types of decisions, uh, and take direction on their own a bit. But let's not forget that we are independent people of our children. How can we keep ourselves to remember this? Well, a great thing to do is to have some hobbies now, yes, sometimes our hobbies and our outlets will have to be put on hold or adjusted, or they might, some of them might just have to go in different seasons of life. If you enjoy doing something that requires you to be very independent and outside of the home, that might be a hobby that needs to be put on the shelf a little bit. You might be able to take it down here and there. You might be able to take it down eventually someday, or you might find that That was great prior to having children or prior to homeschooling. But now that we're doing this and it's been 10, 15 years, you're like, I'm okay leaving that up on the shelf. That was a good season in life. But I think finding hobbies and outlets, even just one thing is something that helps us remember that we really are a person. We're not in quotes, just a mom. We're not just a homeschool mom, but we can do things Outside of it. And, and hobbies can be something that's creative, or it could be a sport. It could be something active. It could be something in music, whatever it is. For a while there, one of my hobbies was knitting. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I did not get very good at it. If you need a scarf, let me know. I can knit a mean scarf, but don't ask me to do a sweater or socks or anything that requires any type of dimension. But for a few years, that was kind of gave my hand something to do, gave me something creative to do. It was actually simultaneously while I did Avon and I would use some of my Avon money to buy yarn. <laughs> so it was it it was a way to kind of feed the hobby, the need for creativity, but I didn't have the time to do things outside of the house. James was working some crazy shifts. We did not have the finances or the budget to hire a babysitter to come so I could go out and do something. So it was just me at home and just needed something that I could pick up and do in some spare moments. Maybe while the kids were doing some lessons, I could sit there and uh, knit a little bit or maybe in bed. It just kind of gave me a chance to uh, unwind a little bit. And I would do it while we watched TV. That was back in the back in the day when we would watch TV. Oh, exciting announcement. I don't have a TV in my living room anymore. <laughs> that was one of my Mother's Day gifts. My kids are like, what? Why isn't there a TV? I'm like, when's the last time you turned it on? They're like, I don't know. Anyway, now I get to uh, look around for some chairs and stuff because I would like to create that place to be a little more of a conversational place instead of the TV being there. But anyway, James, if you're listening, thank you. Super excited. Okay, let's get back to this. Remember, you are a woman, a person. Spend some time if you can to get alone. I know I just said I didn't have a lot of alone time back in that season when I was knitting, but I did have some time in the evenings 
when my kids would go to bed and James would be off to his third shift, get alone when you can, even if it's in the afternoon for 30 minutes while everybody is taking a nap or a little bit of quiet time in their rooms. Just some time to just uh, breathe in, breathe out, be, be by yourself. Another great thing to do is to exercise. If you're not able to exercise regularly, go take a walk. You could do that alone. That could double as your uh, walking exercise and alone time, but get outside. There's something about being outside that really just washes over just our minds and our hearts and just can kind of, the world just all feels okay when you get outside and you stop and you look, you watch the squirrels running around, you listen to the birds, you watch, you know, things falling from the trees. And right now it's, we've got, the trees are blooming and there's stuff falling everywhere. But just getting outside, there's just something is, I can't even explain it. It just is a way to reset us in a really great way. The last one along with this, remember who you are, is to keep in touch with friends, even if it's just one friend. Don't let all of those friends go. There are seasons in life when we have a lot of friends. There are going to be seasons in life when some people, certain people are really close friends and those might change. You might end up kind of going in different directions. Doesn't mean that there was a falling out or anything bad. That's okay. But I want to encourage you to at least keep one friend, keep one person that you are in communication with. Doesn't have to be every single day. It could be if that's the type of friendship relationship you have, that's fine. But just one person that kind of sees you as a person and will listen to you and knows you as more than just this homeschool mom of Johnny, Susie, and Bobby. I think those are the names I typically use. All right, let's jump into number three. So first we have, remember you are a child of God. Second is, remember you are a woman. You're a person still. And the third one is to remember that you are a wife. And I talk specifically about marriage in episode 25, if you want to go back and check out that one. But our marriage needs to be a priority even now in these years of homeschooling our kiddos, whether you have young kids, you have tweens, you have teens, you run the whole gamut, you've got some of all of them in your house, our marriage needs to be a priority. Because if it is not, when our children are raised and gone and launched out of the house, we're going to look at each other and say, hey, who are you? (laughs) I don't really know you anymore. Because we haven't made it a priority. And there is a very high divorce rate among empty nesters, among newly empty nesters. And we need to decide that that is, we're not going to be among that statistic. And I have to remember that I am a wife and I cannot let my marriage not be a priority. And I'm going to tell you that can be really difficult, especially in the seasons when we're raising kids. And I was just going to say, especially when they're younger, but As I'm looking right now, even with teens and young adults, it still becomes a lot. And us as moms, we take on this role of motherhood and it becomes, can become all encompassing. And we have to remember that our husband, he's not just our husband. He's not just this guy who can help out and hold the baby, not just the guy to uh, send the kid to because you've done had it and you can't even think straight with them anymore. He's a man as well, and you are a woman as well, and you are husband and wife, and we need to focus on on that as well. And so how do we do that? Make it a priority. Make him a priority. Think about him throughout the day. Send him a text. 
let him know that you're thinking about him. If you're out somewhere or pick something up that you think he would like, it doesn't have to be anything big. Make his favorite meal from time to time. And don't ignore the little flirting that you guys can have during the time when you're together and you're uh, having dinner together, you're cleaning up together, getting kids to bed, having your own little inside jokes. Those mean so much. It really does help bond you together. And if you're in a season where you are struggling in your marriage, or even if you're not, continually ask God to renew your marriage. Ask him for what areas do I need to work on instead of focusing on the other person on our spouse. Lord, what areas do I need to work on? Reveal those to me. An amazing, really great resource that I have used for many years is a book called The Power of a Praying Wife. Now I've read a lot of marriage books. This is just one that I continually go through. Just small, short chapters with specific areas that we can pray for our husband. Whether you read through the chapter and say the prayer and there's, I think there's 30 of them. So you could do one per day. Or maybe there's many years that I have gone through and I've just done the prayer and used that prayer as a as a guidance because there's a lot of areas in our husband's life that we don't think of to pray for. And so I want to encourage you to pick up that book if that's um, something that's kind of stirring in your heart. It's called The Power of a Praying Wife. And so I hope that these three areas have kind of made you think a little bit about, do I completely just identify as a homeschool mom? Do I allow that to just be my identity? Well, I think we need to remember these couple of things, that we are a child of God, we are a woman, we are also a wife. And why should we remember these things and why should we not ignore these aspects of our life? Because they will pour into these, focusing on and remembering these areas will help make us a better homeschool mom, will help better make us a better mom when we understand that it is not 100%. If my kids aren't doing well in school, if they are not responding well to what I'm teaching them, That's not my identity. My identity can come from these other areas. I don't have to lose myself completely in the fact that I am a homeschool mom. And someday when your kids are grown and gone, you're going to be so glad that suddenly you're not left with this empty shell of a person saying, okay, my identity is completely gone. My kids have moved out. They're all doing fantastic. Who am I? What am I? This is a great time to start reminding yourself that I am that. And when you get to that season, you can try out new things and you'll feel comfortable because you'll remember, I am a child of God. I am a woman. I am a wife. And I have been these things. This is just a new season that I'm going into. And so I want to encourage you to think about these things, pull out some of those areas, having some daily devotions, taking some time alone, creating some type of hobby, getting together with friends, making your marriage a priority will make you a better homeschool mom. And if you are looking to, to connect with other homeschool moms who are like-minded and just as awesome and cool as you are, get on into the community. It is in Facebook. It's called Embrace the Homeschool Lifestyle Community. There is a link in, show no- in the show notes. We would love to have you a part of that group as well. And we can talk more about all of these things and clarifyyourhomeschool.com is where you're going to head to also right now so that you can get your homeschool clarified and you can step into the next homeschool year with peace in your heart and confidence in your mind. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's episode and we'll see you next time. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. 
While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.